Hello, welcome back, reasonable girls. This is Tattoo Babe, hey. Miss Boomstick, and I'm Happy Panda. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about family loyalty. Or just family. Or just family in general, you know. And so we're going to be diving in into just kind of like the scuzziness of family, but also Mm -hmm. the goodness of family as well. There's good and bad. It's like a yin-yang. Warning to my family, I'm about to put y'all on blast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm about to be uninvited to the family reunion and the annual barbecue. Yeah, so. they're all just going to hate me after this. <laughs> just have them not watch this segment. But like, we didn't post this week. If you're related to me, don't watch. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're related to me, just pray for my soul. Mm. <laughs> all right. So one of the questions we ask is, how close are you with your family? Well, all right. Me? Yeah, we're gonna yeah, sure. we're gonna die right into me. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna target you. <laughs> um, so it depends on who it is and what's going on. I feel like I have a certain family member for certain problems. Like if I want nurture mm-hmm. and just just the nurturing feeling, I'm gonna go to my aunt Terry. Yeah, like my aunt Terry has been a solid my whole life. Um, she helped raise me. And that's who I'm going to go to. If, if I want yes. some reason, if I want some logic to things, I'm going to go to my Aunt Monica. My Aunt Monica is extremely smart. She is going to help me with everything. And then if I want, like, if, I'm, if I've got, like, real problems and I don't want people to, like, truly know, I'm a, that's my mom. Like, mm-hmm. my mom's my, my homie on that. She's your so. confidant. Yeah, yes. like, she's going to be the one that I can tell, like, <laughs> mom, I really did some messed up stuff last night, stuff last night, and, you know, whatever. I'm going to talk to her about that. Like, I did some stuff, it might have made it to TV. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this, and though, sorry for this, mom. Only because my mom can fucking relate. My mom has gone through some shit, and she's she like, "Girl, relate. I did that last year." Yeah, she's and that's and that's why I don't mind telling my mom all my dirty secrets because my mom can pretty much relate. She's not be like, saying I that know, right as a bad thing, but my mom, you know, has lived life, you know, kind of on the edge. So that makes your mom cool. Yeah, like I, I feel like for us, like for me, like I can't help my kids unless I've like been in the like in the in the darkness of life. Like I don't know. Yeah, I feel like my mom's there for a lot of my mental uh, breakdowns, I guess. That's per cool, se. Mom. Yeah. And I've got like my nieces and nephews and, and stuff like that, that I talk to. I feel, I feel like more like my nephew is, my nephew has such a good heart. So he is very uh, sweet and Graceful. he, yeah. And he tries so hard to, he, he wants yeah. to see me happy and he doesn't want to see me upset. So he's a very sweet kid for, well, I shouldn't say kid because I'm fucking old, I guess now, but he's very they sweet. don't have to know that you look young. I don't <laughs> I'm not I'm not super <laughs> don't old. Have but to know you're old. I know, but I feel old since my nephew's like in his 20s now. All oh. my nieces and nephews. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. Oh, no. and then like my nieces and stuff, like my niece, she is more like a best friend, like you know, kind of like a bestie type ordeal. So just all goes hand in hand. That's good though. Yeah. Like I think to have like you got maximum coverage. You like, okay, I go to this person for this person. Yes. And look, and you were so scared about your family seeing this video. Oh no, like, I haven't put them on blast you, yet. We're oh, gonna... okay. <laughs> so it's like a conversation sandwich. You start off with the good things, yeah. And you put the little meat and potatoes yep. in the middle, and then you end it off nice so you can yep. wrap it nicely. Exactly that. Wrap it up nicely. Mm-hmm. Like this was this package was wrapped up neatly. What about you? Me, yeah, I 
can't say well, well obviously i'm not close with like pretty much anybody in our family the only time we ever talk about anything is if like something's like somebody's like died or getting married or having an event or whatever personal stuff you you just don't talk about <laughs> oh man it's like uh, I don't have like family. When you marry when you die. <laughs> yeah, not my family. Yeah, my family call my dad yeah, or anybody so. else. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, have. Like, I don't have family to turn to. <laughs> oh, we man. have me now. Don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can. That's I can not <laughs> not saying this is a bad thing, but that's the sad part. I have the only family I have to really turn to is somebody that's not even blood. <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes though, seriously, like that's the strongest family. The ones that aren't blood sometimes are literally the strongest. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes blood tends to like you know I think I've said it before. Like families can be object very uh, they can't they're not as objective as you need them to be. And so yeah. like when you have family, they're they're of course they're not objective because they have stake in it. They have their own like they they take it personal. Like your your situations you got going on, they take it so personal that they kind of poison their advice. They can't give you good advice because they're already like, you know, uh, bias. Yeah, they have a biased opinion about things. You know, and so. I know that like with my family, I be I'm careful again putting them on blast because if you tell somebody something that you don't want someone to know, mm -hmm. they're all gonna know. <laughs> and I mean, literally every single family family member has done that to me. Um, so I'm very, it's like walking on eggshells, which is super unhealthy. It is. By the way, it's not, it's not healthy to be that way with family. Mm -hmm. Um, you should at least have Some somebody kind of level of openness. Or, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, you know what, there's been times I've probably been like that to somebody else too. We all make mistakes, but I'm one of those people like, I'll let you have a couple mistakes. But then after that, like you done, son. Yeah, I'll never Shut trust down. you again. So they say that blood is thicker blood is thicker than water, water. Mm -hmm. but i've i've always said blood may be thicker than water but water hydrates you mm -hmm. and so that's why the ones that aren't family aren't my blood i've mm -hmm. always kept really close because they're the ones that seem to be like in your corner the most that's true yes so Love i'm it. in your corner <laughs> then, but water also washes away so like yeah it all the sins girl <laughs> like like yeah, family there's will. definitely things that i've told you that you know I don't tell like a lot of people like yeah. I'd say like friend wise because I don't trust people very easily especially friends because I've had a lot of friends you know stab me in the back or if I tell them something they use that information against me and blackmail you <laughs> kind of yeah I know what you mean yeah so I just so there's a lot of things I don't like tell a lot of people yeah. So I know I've told you a lot of things that a lot of other people don't know. <laughs> and I keep it to the grave. Don't worry. Oh, yes. There's things and that my, um, I don't know that know them as whatever. <laughs> right. So I've got a question for both of y'all. Look, I'm trying to like, 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 like procrastinating on me answering this question. But what is, what is the biggest fear? Like, what is the biggest, um, blockade and being able to talk to your family about stuff to confide in them like 
what is the biggest fear? So for some people, it's they feel the fear of judgments. For others, it's the fear of their business being blown out like yeah. wildfire. I know what you mean. And then for or you know, just what is what is your biggest fears? Well, truthfully, I don't care about judgment. Um, clearly, I mean, <laughs> I don't really care. I, I do worry with my job, but um, I think. What I think my biggest thing is, and it could just be because I'm like a paranoid person, person in general, which you can relate, but um, when you're not with me and someone talks about me, mm -hmm. I expect you to be the same way you are when you're with me. Yeah. So prime example I have of some family members, they like to call me psycho or they like to like stay stupid shit like that, like I'm crazy. And granted... Um, I don't participate in my family stuff. Uh, I'm like the only one that's like not an alcoholic and stuff. So it's like we have one really, really good side, which they're all um, Christians and stuff and they're great people. And then we have just the mediocre side of like they're drunk and a lot and they party and stuff like that. And I don't uh, mix into any of those. Like, yeah, there's no into any. Yeah, one of the, you're like in that gray area where there's no one else there. Right. It's just <laughs> kind. I'm just kind of hanging out, you know. So, um, I'm very different. So, I feel like I'm talked about a lot, which which I am, and I and I get that because I'm just I don't participate in all that stuff. So, yeah. um, I just expect like my close family members if I'm not around and. You know, somebody is talking stuff about me and how, you know, fucking crazy I am because I got like 200 plants and I do art and I go get tattoos for my ex and blah, 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 blah. Now, I expect them to be like, you know, she may be crazy, but like, you know, this, you know, she's, she's got a great mind. She does art. Like she sees the world in like, totally different angles. Yeah. Like have them make sure they focus in on the good parts of you yeah. and really amplify that and say, mm -hmm. you know what? Yeah. She's got her hangups, but you know what? She's also, she's got this going for her. She's got that. And she's a freaking yeah. sweetheart and she's, she's loyal. And know? I feel like my family never looks at the good parts of me. Um, mm -hmm. If we really want to get down to business, they never, appreciate appreciate me for for me for who i am exactly my even though my mind may be a little little stirred at least i'm honest yeah have you ever no. had a family member you find out that you have a family member that doesn't claim that you're related and it'd be <laughs> like a really close family member Cause I've had that happen. Oh <laughs> really? my gosh. Tell me about it. I'm like, really? I'm I don't like, know who's going to be I'm watching it. Now. I don't, I don't know if maybe, I want to get uh, in. Maybe after. after <laughs> like maybe behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I found that out. They I've claimed, heard, <laughs> like they I've claimed my brother, but uh, being, being part of the family, but not me. <laughs> Yes, I've heard of that. Like it actually, somebody actually told me a story about that. This was real life that happened to him. It was my ex. I'm not gonna say which one, but it was my ex. Um, he told me that when he was younger, his mother had abandoned him and his siblings, you know, and he was like the youngest out of all his siblings. So he was only like a few months old when his mom just walked out and didn't, you know, and when he got older and she started being a part of his life a little bit, you know, she went to take him to go 
spend a weekend with her and her new family that she had married into and stuff like that, stepkids and whatnot. And she paid, she, on the way there, she was like, here, if you just tell them that you're my cousin, I'll pay you $20 or whatever, which was a lot of money back then. Cause he's freaking old. He's like pushing <laughs> 60. But anyway, uh, and, and he's, and, and I remember he had to go through that. And I think he was very young, might be between 10 and 13 when that happened to him. And he said, you know what? I don't want your money. Just take me home. You yeah, know, and, and that was really sad because like, even she, she really, she literally tried to buy her son silence and, and, you know, how hard is that for your mom not to want you to express to anyone that you're related in a mom and son sense, you know? And then, and, and so his like step siblings per se, you know, wouldn't know him as their step sibling. They would know him like, oh, that's a, our stepmom's cousin, you know, that's horrible. And so, and he said that that really like was the pivotal point in his life where he just didn't want anything to do with his mother, like at all. He gave, that was her second chance to be a mom and she screwed that up. Mm-hmm. And so not to get too dark and stuff, but I, you know, it does happen. It's horrible. I feel mm-hmm. like you're, you have every right to be upset about that if somebody has done that to you. Mm-hmm. So if they did, that's really crappy to do. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it also kind of, I think it depends too, because I've had, I've disowned some family and it, and it wasn't because, you know, I thought they were weird or anything like that. It was toxic behavior. It was, yeah, you bring me down. You don't benefit me at all. And I know that that sounds selfish, but sometimes, you know, your family is supposed to be your biggest cheerleader. Exactly. And, and when they're not in your corner and they just do anything to drink, bring you down, like sometimes you just, you can't do it. And I'm really bad at that because I would say. 85% of my family mm-hmm. is not in my corner. Yeah. If something happens in my life, they're the first ones to text everybody else to talk shit. And right. that is not family. That is not, that is toxic behavior for anyone else who has to deal with that is toxic. You were like the position for toxic people, um, the amount of positions, those have already been filled in my life. I need you to be yeah. family yeah. about that, <laughs> you know? And so I feel like, it's one of those things where I face, I've been faced and have even recently with some of the things going on that you got to love your enemies. Right. And so even though they're family, I love them f- for being my enemy and mm-hmm. I keep that really close. Yeah. In a sense, I guess you can see like family who are toxic. Those are the ones that make you stronger. I mean, yeah. it kind of, if you want to look at the silver lining. Makes me wise. It, yeah. It makes you wise because you got to, you know, it, it reminds me of this story. Um, that I heard about it. Somebody told me this story a long time ago and it's just stuck with me. You know, man's stranded in the desert and he's got this warm, comfy jacket and he sitting on a log and build a fire or whatever the case may be. And the snake slithers up to him and it says, he says, excuse me, sir. He said, that's an awful warm jacket you got there. And he was like, I'm so cold. It's in the desert. It's cold out here tonight. Can I just kind of crawl up and coil up in your jacket for warmth and the man says if if i let you in my jacket you're gonna just bite me and get in the in the rattlesnake says no i just want to get warm and I, I just i just need to get warm and so the guy was like he thought for a little while and he was like so he opens his jacket and the snake 
crawl like slithers in gets coiled up and warms up and stuff like that and after he gets toasty warm he looks up at the guy and he bites him on the neck and as the guy's dying he's like why did you bite me he said because i'm a freaking snake would you expect you know <laughs> And so sometimes you gotta, you know, sometimes in our in our family, we might have some snakes in the family, and you might think that they can come up to you with the warmest intentions, but then you get bit, you know. And so it's like, can you trust within your own family? And I think that's like one of the questions we're gonna ask tonight. Uh, tonight. Do you trust your family? You love know, the distance. I love with the distance. I love with the distance. <laughs> like you, like yeah. I, like I need a long fishing pole for Uncle Bob. <laughs> Good old Bob just keeps getting drunk over there, but we'll talk to him every funeral when he's right. plastered. It's fine. Right. Don't let him put your bikes together on Christmas. He's always drunk. <laughs> Training wheels on different sides and all. Right. You go go you go walk out there with a unicycle. Like okay, but does anyone have that perverted family member? But super perverted. Did and does anybody else because I know uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I can say there's I, always that one. I had to th- I was sort of think I was like, is there anybody? But then yeah, a certain somebody popped up. Yeah. yeah. The one that was perverted to me, somebody. he wasn't always perverted. I think it just comes with age. I think as he got older, True. And, like he just stopped being able to control his, <laughs> I don't know. It was like, I was sitting, standing next to him and, we were there, and he's like, he leans up to me. He's like, I can see down your shirt. Uh-huh. This is the media family, mind you. Like, this is like, like, like generation uh second you know generation up from where i am so that's like in the grandparents range but i'm not going to tell who it was but it was just like i could see down your shirt and uh, and then i was like oh and he was like pulling me in closer i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> see you the next summer when i visit again I'm like god get some yeah, help <laughs> I, was like, I don't think we had anybody then i had somebody pop in and i was like oh yeah never mind we don't oh uh, yeah there's always one trust me if you 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 don't have to think too long and you'd be like yeah good old uncle <laughs> Joe there good old Aunt shirley whoever you know <laughs> and so do you do you trust your family boomstick which i'm part of your family so <laughs> so. <laughs> i would say well i probably trust you, you know you at least trust one <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like with your family, it's more of like they don't talk about anything, so you don't have to worry about them talking about behind your back like yeah. that. Well, it depends on what it is, too. But yeah, if, like I said, if it's like a funeral event, yeah, they talk about it. But other than that, they don't talk about anything. But but is it hard to establish trust when you don't know if they if you like I would I would put some sometimes I put some uh, sting stuff. You like know, you know how cops they run a sting operation. And they because they're trying to catch somebody. <laughs> I will put some sting information out there and then see how far it oh, travels dude. and how, how badly it gets warped. I'm so <laughs> like that too. I know if I tell one person one thing, I won't tell nobody else. And if I find out somebody else said, I'll be like, mm, okay, mm-hmm. I know you did. Yeah, it. because I only you told you. Right. <laughs> you were the only one that told It was kind of like that when my great grandma was alive because she would get all the cousins mixed up and that was fun. Um, <laughs> she would. I remember one of my cousins got pregnant and it was one of the ones she mixed me up with. Oh, Lord. so she was going around telling everybody that I was pregnant when I wasn't. So yeah, everybody told me, that was fun. <laughs> so you like, oh yeah, so-and-so's pregnant uh, or boom's pregnant. And somebody asked me, it's like, you're pregnant. And I think it was, I forget who it was. I think it might've been my grandparents or maybe my parents or something saying, what's going on? 
It's not me. I don't know what you're talking about. Aren't grandmas funny? (laughs) When they get all confused in life. Oh, no. That's so terrible because then your parents are like, you know you shouldn't be getting pregnant at a time like this in your life. you like, first of all, (laughs) get the bun jiggle. That's how my parents, like, everybody know I'm mad when my bun starts to jiggle. I'm like, first of all, and it is like wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. You know? But I don't know. Do I trust my family? Um, I sometimes I'm reluctant to tell my family things because I get so many different responses and they're all uncomfortable. Like if I tell my dad that I'm having a situation with a guy, he'd be like, where is he? Where is he? You know, I'm like, oh God, don't, don't go to jail for murder. So, I, you know, I try not to tell my dad anything because I feel like his old ways are going to pop back in. But then for my for my like different sisters and stuff like that, you know, then you got to worry about if the information is going to be spread and if it does get spread, if it's going to be spread the right way, like it's going to be like the it's not going to be like the big fish movie, you know. And then so it's like, and then you got other ones that sit there and they judge the crap out of you, and I'm like, yeah. and I know I'm not supposed to like, if we're strong in our in our self esteem, we're not supposed to really care what people think about us, but like I am like. I care so much about what people think about me. It's ridiculous. And yeah. so I'm like, oh God, if they tell them this, they're going to be like, I told you, girl, you shouldn't be, you know? And so I don't know. It's rough. Family's, family is so rough. Tedious. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sickle. Usually if I have to call home for anything, I have to, we will talk out what we are going to tell them before we call. Right. <laughs> You're right. Y'all got to like map it out, rehearsal, blueprint. Bro, Steve's weird. I have to, like, he is so hesitant to call all the time. I'm like, what is wrong with you? When I've got any any mishap, I'm like, mom, what are you doing right now? Where are you? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's it's so different how opposite you guys are. That's because you could tell them, you know, I'm thinking about in five years of buying a Lamborghini. And then it's set in stone that next month you're buying a Lamborghini. That that's just the way that family is. So that's where Steve gets it from. <laughs> that is so good to know. Man, that light bulb. You know, okay, so I have like the ADHD brain and stuff. So listen, and you know how like I plan things out, right? Sometimes that shit does not fucking happen. And he will throw it back at me and it irritates the oh, shit man. out of me. I'll be like, whoa. He's like, Well, I thought we were having steak for dinner. And I'm like, like it's not that serious. It's, you're going to Subway, okay? This is you're, what's you're, happening. You got it from Subway. He'll be like, steak dinner. But you said steak, and I'm like, dude. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to know that. I'm I glad. had a, I had an ex like that where, like, we still communicate because we have a child together, of course. But um, he he was like, I, I me, mean, I'm impulsive. I'm like, go with Same. the flow. If things change, I'm cool with it. You know, and maybe that's like why I was so successful in the military as far as like adapting. But like, it gets on his ever loving nerves. He's like, okay, we had a plan to do this, and now you're changing it. Mm-hmm, and I'm like, and Steve, I, what's the big deal? He's like, look, I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to go by what you say, and trust me, Steve. <laughs> and I'm like, why is this such a big deal? I don't get it. And so I don't know. Like I'm just fickle. So I'm so I'm sure you know how over all over the place I am. Yeah, but you you at least you try. I don't even try. Like I don't even I have <laughs> I don't even try. I'm not even gonna even try to get a good grade or a C plus. Like you gotta at least C plus implies that you've tried. I, I don't even try. It's crazy. 
Yeah, uh, we always have a discussion before I call home. It's like, like there's, like he's possibly getting. I'll say possibly, just because I know how everything works. He's possibly getting a new job, and he wanted me calling. He's like, "Have you called and told him that?" I'm like, "No, it's not definite yet. Why am I calling?" <laughs> <laughs> just because you had an interview and you know that it's gone through a lot of the process you know doing the background checks and everything everything looks like everything's gonna happen i'm not gonna call him though he ended up saying that he was getting the job i was like i was like yeah but it was at mom's and he's like yeah i got this new job and i was like yeah but it's not like final it's like no. And I agree, and I said, I'm going to sidestep out, but I'll be right back. I'm so glad you told me that, though, because I always wonder why Steve so counts on me on everything. I'm like, dude, we've been together for like three years. Stop. Plans change, homie. I don't know what to tell you. Like, he's so upset because this weekend I was like, we're going to lay in bed all day Saturday. And we're just going to watch movies all day. And then I wake up Saturday morning at 5 a.m. And I'm like, babe, babe, can we rearrange the whole entire house today? Thanks. And then he's just like, I'm going to go make the coffee. <laughs> and that is exactly what we did, just so we're very clear. We rearranged the whole house. I switched bedrooms, everything. So he might have been thinking about divorce at that moment in time but we don't know <laughs> okay at least he'll help you i've been trying to work on this on our dining room because when we moved up here <coughs> guy it, yeah well he's got his headphones on now he ain't listening oh, of course but, um we got a bunch of stuff brought up here on a truck uh by my stepson and it's been sitting in the dining room for a while because you know, I got hurt and I'm not able to really carry a bunch of stuff either to the basement, upstairs, whatever. So there's a bunch of boxes. It still kind of looks like we're moving. Sitting in the dining room. It's a big room. We have room for a table and everything. Well, when my stepson came to visit, I cleaned out quite a bit of it. But still, I had a shelving unit. I wanted to put up a lot of stuff. So we finally got that brought upstairs. Then that confis got confiscated into a snack shelf. So... Now I'm going to have to remove all that stuff to put the stuff I really wanted to put on there. But I still, I was like, I kept saying for like years, I need help. Because he was like, when's this going to get done? We, we got boxes all over the place. When's it going to get done? I was like, I've been asking for help. You've never asked for help. Really? Man. <laughs> Man. Then finally when uh, my stepson, his girlfriend came, I worked on it for a day and finally got most of it taken care of except for a little bit that's i still got to do but the most help i got was them moving boxes to another room but well hey you got something done too bad yeah. it wasn't what the help you wanted but yeah <laughs> still is all the help i really asked for because i know i ain't getting nothing else than moving box and help <laughs> I still need to work on it because now I got to put the shelf where I want it and put the stuff that I want on that shelf. So now I got to well, all the snack shit off of there. I'm a super good cleaner and I'm really good at organizing. <laughs> yeah. You would have a fit here right now. <laughs> oh, I cannot organize because I, I hyper focus. Mm, I'm very, uh, I have, I'm OCD. I'm very, 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 very 
I very OCD too. and I hate to be like that. I'm so judgmental with it. I do not. I get um very, I don't know what you want to say, like hangry. But when <laughs> my environment is not clean, I am so uncomfortable. And I don't know why that is. I've just, I developed that. I think. Because um, you feel like it's cha like chaotic. It's like, like my brain. My like brain's already chaotic. a mess. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you need your. The exterior of your brain. That's kind of how I, um, the OCD is, helps with the BPD, I feel like. It's just kind of like where I fixate. Because uh, I also, the OCD also comes in as I rearrange my plants multiple times. Yeah. So, and it's I like you got to rotate them. Like, you got to bits or you rotate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I used know. to be really, really bad, um, like before I met your brother. Um, I was rearranging plants about three to four times a day. Are you serious? It was oh, yeah. really, really bad before I got help. And that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I had to get help because it was I am very so unhealthy. Proud of him. My dog would have been ate it, the contents off that plate. Oh, poor little scary It's like it had hot dog on it. Okay. Me, I need you to organize my DVD collection. Yeah. Because then I'll, what I do is I'll start organizing by alphabet. And then I'll be like, wait a minute, I got to do genre and alphabet. And then I'm going <laughs> to like, what kind of genre? Because you got your slusher flick horror movies and you got your monster horror movies. And you got your serial killer horror movies. And then, so then I start hyper-focusing. And then next, yeah. you know, I got like 8,000 pals with four DVDs in them. <laughs> Do you have anybody in your family that holds you guys together? Like, ev like, if it wasn't for this person, probably nobody would speak to each other. I would say I own that title. Okay. And I'm not being like, like, like pat myself on the back or anything. But I'm like the peacemaker in the family. I try to be objective. I try to be non-judgmental. And I'm like damage control all the time. Like I have to always have damage control. Like I always put myself in that position. And in doing so, like, like people come up to me, like I'll be in the middle of a feud between two people. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And then that person will vent to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I mean, hopefully one day you guys could just talk it out. I mean. Is it really that big of a deal? And if it is, then tell me about it. Like, we can fix this, <laughs> you right. know? Like, and I'll just be like, why? Why do I put myself in the middle of it? But yeah, I'm that person that, so everybody tends to go to me because I'm the only one they're not beefing with. Are you okay? <laughs> um, she said I can relate. <laughs> what about what about you, Boomstick? Are you, do you have anybody here? I don't know, because I know my... I heard myself echo there for a second. Um, my grandpa was, but he's when he passed on, because we used to go over their house like every weekend. We used to have all the family holidays there. <coughs> so I know he was after he passed. The, we didn't really celebrate holidays too much after that. And then by grandpa, you mean your dad's dad? Yes. <laughs> okay, we got it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Like, how no, my dad's dad. Okay. So your dad's dad and grandmother and mom passed away, correct? Yes. Okay. Dang. And so that was a lot of your glue that was kind of gone out the mm -hmm. family. I can definitely say that for the same. My my grandma was <laughs> what really held everyone together. And after my grandma, I think that everyone's just kind of just what the hell yeah. after that. Yeah. It is what it is. Like my grandma was alive. Like everyone made sure to make the holiday to see grandma and yeah. everybody get together. But after that, everyone's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, this kind of remind me of that movie, a good family movie to watch that really can relate to what we're talking about is uh, Soul Food. It's, okay. it's an old movie, very old, like for those uh, millennials out there. 
<laughs> it's a very old movie. It's a Gen X movie. But it, it, it there's a lot of like family conflict, family resolution, and especially things got real hostile with the family after their uh, after the uh, mother of the family uh, slipped into a coma after having a diabetic episode. Like everybody just the whole family went to crap after that, you know. <laughs> like and so they're trying to find their own way how to piece it back together. Right, and that's hard, you know. And um, she, yeah, she was that glue. Mm-hmm. That. Do you have to set boundaries with family? Do you are is your family toxic that you have to lay out boundaries? Since we don't talk, I'd say no. <laughs> you got it easy, girl. Like that you is the boundaries. Easy. Don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You do you have to set boundaries or? Ooh, about to give us all our earthquake in here. Okay. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I have to set boundaries without saying those boundaries. Yes. I just have to do the boundaries. I can't broadcast it. Let them know, like I'm about to set boundaries with you. Like, you don't get this part of me. I just, um, you know, unannounced, unannouncingly, I don't know if that's a word, but it's a word tonight. And unannouncingly <laughs> set boundaries, you know, like I know this family member over here, I can't talk to them about this. This family over here, I cannot let them borrow money or use my yeah. credit for anything because they're going to screw my credit up, you mm-hmm. know? I, um, I'm working on that. Um, I feel like I struggle with that uh, because I really just like to, I'm really happy when my family has something to do with me. So when they do actually like want to talk to me or something, which I'm learning, you know, I'm starting to learn. Like I have a family member that definitely talks to me really probably just to get money from me. Dang. And, you know, and it took me a long time to realize that like, that's the way I feel though. I feel used. Yeah. A lot of times for stuff like that. Yeah. But then there's like other family movie, other family members that like I don't really have to set boundaries for per se. Mm-hmm. But I can't talk to. If I want advice from this person, mm-hmm. it's a boundary that's set that I can't talk to them about it because I'm not going to get a mom figure. I'm going to get here's the whole Bible or right. um, things like that. And so. I do. I'm working on boundaries. That's a that's a weakness that I'm working on is trying to set boundaries so I'm not taking advantage of more. That's and that's a good idea because family sometimes can be the most easiest to to go over on you. Yeah, you know? and you're lucky. You literally do not. You have minimal problems with your family. <laughs> I don't know if I'd really call it luck, but. Well, at least they don't. It's more like strategic planning. <laughs> you got lucky, girl. That's hell of you. Like she's like, I don't. That's I'm just what, about that drama. Look at that it. Yeah, I guess. Because then you don't really have that close family member they could go to either. True. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna change that. Okay. <laughs> Our family quote is: "It's very sad uh, when your members of the same family do not talk to each other. The children suffer for the adult ego." Uh, cousins miss wonderful opportunities to be together all due to bruised adult egos and to stop getting offended reunite with boundaries and positivity one day the opportunity won't be there and you don't want it until you don't want to wait till it's too late yeah um what do you think about that statement it's very true uh ours 
like our family is a little bit different. Uh, I don't think we really, just because we don't talk to each other don't really mean, well, I was excluded out of a lot of stuff. So I can't really say that, but the only reason I was brought back is because I have my son, but I don't know how to really phrase that because I, like I said, I was excluded out of most of the stuff, but he doesn't really have cousins and stuff. So I don't know. I know it was brought back when I had him, so I don't know. Um, okay, well, I can say that, uh, like, again, I'm, I'm working on boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, I try not to get super upset about things anymore. I try to learn and I tell myself to blow it off. Mm -hmm. If they've got to talk about me, then let them talk. It just means they're not happy with their lives type things, even though it may bother me. And it means they're thinking about you. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's, it's a hard position from experience um, because I look at it as like, I'm not trying to be stuck up or things like that, but I want my kids to break that cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want my kids to be alcoholics and drug addicts and things like that. I want better for them. I want to try as a mother mm -hmm. to, to show them where... to be better. So mm -hmm. shielding them away from stuff like that. Um, I think is where I try to go. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not perfect either. So, right. I think I've went the same way. It's like, you know, growing up, cause you know, we've always did the not talking kind of thing. Yeah. And I knew how hard it was as being a teenager. So with my son, I try to have it to where he could tell me anything. And for the most part, I think he does. I don't think he really holds things for me. He tells me pretty much quite a bit that I couldn't tell my family when I was his age. Another so good. I think he's more open, but I do have regrets on some of the things I've done. But for the most part, I think we have a fairly, even though I hardly ever see him unless he's hungry. <laughs> but, <laughs> he's a typical boy. Yeah. yeah. They, but, come, they come every once in a while to um, eat and, and get their laundry clean. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I, you know, I think he tells me, I'll pick him up school. And he'll tell me like things that's cool or something that's going on with his friend's life. Like I know some details about his friend's life that I know for a fact, if I was in his situation back then, had a friend going with that, I couldn't go and talk to, to about it with my parents. So. Right. Yeah. And for me, it's not that it's just that I'll just tell everybody what I said. So <laughs> Yeah. Thanks a lot, family. Yeah. <laughs> Batting a hundred family. Right. Way to be in my corner. I think it's so true though that <clears throat> we shouldn't let our bruised egos and stuff affect because essentially grudges should not be a generational curse. It should not be something that gets passed on generation to generation. It shouldn't. I know that my family, personally, we have a thing with parents. Mm -hmm. um, for some reason, the moms don't talk to the daughters. And I have pleaded mm -hmm. with my family multiple times, like, we have to break this. Right. We've got to break this. Like, this is not, this is not how, this is not healthy. No, yeah. And uh, that is an issue that we have in our family of the moms just stop talking to the daughters or the daughters start ta stop talking to the moms. I don't even know what you call that. What do you call that? Um, I don't the know. shrinking? I don't even know. I don't know how to explain it. Like my example. Well, we'll use Steve as an example. Um, like Steve, if he was a girl, 
uh, <laughs> wouldn't talk to his mom and then his mom wouldn't talk to her mom and then her mom wouldn't talk to her mom. And it just goes up from there. We have a huge problem with that in my family. Oh, dang. And I have tried everything um, to <clears throat> break that. I talk to my mom every day. Um, I may not agree with some of the things my mom does and mm -hmm. she may not agree with what I do, but I try to make sure that I am breaking that curse. Yeah. Like I try to, to tell my mom, like, I love you. You know, you've made mistakes. I forgive you for those mistakes. You were learning. I was learning. We're all learning. Right. You know, it's okay to be, to be a mess up sometimes. And I, I try to, to do that. And I, and I also talk to my grandma. Just trying to break the ice and keep yeah. the ice broken. Cause it's it important. Tends to freeze, freeze up again and over yeah. and over. So yeah, it's constant thawing. You got to constantly thaw right. that situation out. So that, yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, it's like, <laughs> like I've seen a lot of uh, grudges or situations tear my family apart, put holes in it because I mean, right now uh, my dad and my brother aren't talking, you know, and that hurts me. I may not express too much about how it hurts me or how it affects me, but you know, essentially my brother has kids. That means my dad has grandkids by my brother, you know, and I don't want them, him to be able to miss out. My dad's getting older, you know, he's not in the best of health like he used to be when he was younger. And I don't want to see there be some regrets taken to the grave, whether it be on, you know, no matter whose side it's on, you know, and so I remember my dad and my uncle, they had, and I probably shouldn't say this because I only got one uncle on my dad's side of family, but they had a beef. Like, I don't even, I was too young to really know what the beef was about. There was three, three sides to every story. There's side A, side B, and then the truth. And then you just got to figure out which, if side A is closer to the truth or is side B closer to the truth? Like, who's closer to the truth? Because there's always some inconsistency somewhere. But, um... But they didn't talk for like years and they were very close having to see my brother, my, my uncle and his and my dad be very close to like not speaking for years. That hurt me, you know. And so I think honestly, I think that, you know, you got to get past those grudges. Let it go. Life is too short. Like any no no grudges bigger than family love, family bond, you know. And I think a lot of things that tear family up is is the grudginess, mm -hmm. you know. So what you got a scuzzy situation? Like if you got beef, grill it, eat it, make a barbecue yeah. out of it. <laughs> you know, have a family barbecue. If you got beef, family barbecue, grill that crap <laughs> out. You know. I know I could hundred percent have grudges. I can hundred percent have grudges. But now we just kind of pretend like that whole situations never happened. <laughs> that, that section of my life just never happened. So uh, your brother's yeah. your brother's kind of the same way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he can definitely hold a grudge. <laughs> Me, I'm like I should hold a grudge. Like I should be the one that knows how to hold a grudge because I'm so forgiving. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm kind of forgiving too. Like. I'm just like somebody could punch me in the face and then they be like they call me like hey do you want to like hang out next week I'm like well my well the you know sure we can hang out once the black goes away like the black guy goes away sure we'll hang out we'll hang out we'll go we'll go out but we're gonna bru bruising's gotta be gone first the swelling went down so I'm talking I'm on talking terms but when the blackness goes away then we can hang out <laughs> you know <laughs> and that's how I am all right we'll see you guys next week bye bye we still the wrong way.